Welcome to our community of abundance-minded entrepreneurs. Join us as we meet people who believe that there is enough prosperity for everyone in the world, that collaboration is better than competition, and people who have chosen to master their own destinies as entrepreneurs. When I say community, I mean it. Our guests are here because they want to meet you. So be sure to take advantage of their invitation to connect at the end of the interview. Now let's meet another abundance-minded entrepreneur. Welcome to the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast. I am your host, Michael Whitehouse, the guy who knows a guy. And today, our guest is Rebecca Murray. Her biggest thrill comes from teaching clients how to project a voice and image that truly reflects how they see themselves, their brand, and their organization. And as those of you who know me know, I do like to talk and have a voice. So I do like these kinds of guests talking about voice kind of stuff. So Rebecca, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Michael. It's great to be here. So tell us a bit more about you know, who you are, what you do, and how you help people project that, that voice that reflects them. Oh, that is the thing that I love most. I'm a very voice-centric person. In fact, I even refer to myself as a phony person because <laughs> I love using the phone to connect with people the first time. Voice-to-voice, -voice, I think, is just, it's a powerful way to go. And when mm. we can leverage our voice wherever we show up, that helps us um, uh, build a, it helps us shine in the way that we want to, whether it's a conference room, whether we're Zooming in our living room, or whether we're leaving a voicemail message for someone. They get a little, they get a an audio file of us that uh, brings forth the essence of who we are. And that's what I love working with people in, in terms of leveraging their essence. That's, that's hugely powerful. And yeah, voice is, is powerful in all, all settings. I know a lot of people tend towards, towards texting, messaging, yes. social media, away from video. So there's been sort of a trend towards text, but I find a lot that, Email is a means to get you my Calendly link so we can get on a call and have a conversation. That's where the real action happens. Very little happens just in the in the email. Yes, that's right. It's information sharing versus, mm -hmm. I know, I suppose if you're a very good wordsmith, you can, and a very good cl and a clear communicator, email can also be very powerful. But where people connect, I believe, is voice to voice because we are audio centric beings mm. from the womb on yep. forward. Uh, and so, what do you find are some of the the key mistakes that uh, that people make in using their voice? And uh, you know, quick takeaways that people can improve in the first five minutes of this podcast. Well, I would say have an outgoing voicemail message that helps the caller, somebody who's trying to reach you, understand A, that they have reached the right person, and B, that gain an understanding of what it is you bring to the world. So a, lo a lot of business owners, they'll use their personal, uh, they'll use their phone as both for personal and professional use. Mm -hmm. And so if you have, if you're giving that phone number out, and I'm calling it, here's what, I, here's what I don't want to hear. You have reached 360-854-8518. Leave a message, boom. 
I would rather hear you tell me, you like your voicemail, which I called you this morning. You've reached mm-hmm. the voicemail of Michael Whitehouse, and then you repeated your number. So it's it's not essential to repeat your number. What What I would suggest is to say, tell me what you do, Michael. Tell me what you bring mm-hmm. to the world in that little bit. Think of that outgoing voicemail as a stage. You have mm-hmm. a captive audience for 15 to 20 seconds. Think about how you what you want them to hear to get the essence of you and what you bring to the world in that 15 mm-hmm. to 20 seconds. Interesting. Although not a lot of people call me anymore. As I was reading the, the book, uh, How to uh, How to Be a Rainmaker, and talks about the importance of returning voicemails mm-hmm. and retor- returning phone messages. I'm like, I get maybe, not counting, you know, spam callers, telemarketers, I get maybe four calls a week, um, a few more if I'm late to get on a Zoom call. So <laughs> phone, yes, you know, mostly email the Calendly to Zoom call or email the yes. Calendly to to Zencaster. Um, but in terms of, you know, once people are using their, whether it's in a Zoom call, a phone call, or even a Facebook Live or something, yes. um, what are some things you see that that a lot of people do that they should do better? Oh, my goodness. Yes. Well, I, I it baffles me sometimes when I'm in a meeting and I hear someone speak who sounds like they're in a submarine or an echo chamber where their voice is bouncing around the room, bouncing back into the microphone and assaulting my ears and my brain. And that's really what it does, because when we hear audio that sounds like that, it actually is offensive to our brain. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and what we do is we disconnect and we want to distance. I've even taken my headset off while certain people in a meeting are speaking. I cannot listen to that um, I disconnect from them. And so mm-hmm. I, it makes me wonder, do they know, do they, has anyone ever provided feedback for them? Or could it be as simple as they do know, but they haven't double checked their audio settings when they got on that call. So mm-hmm. I have a simple process that I always go through. First of all, getting feedback, asking feedback like you and I did before this call. If I'm, mm-hmm. I'm using a fancier microphone this, this morning than, than I would for a regular call, I usually use, or a regular meeting, I usually use what I call my onesie, which is the plug-in that used to um, plug into my Apple phone with a 3.5 millimeter plug, which no longer, you know, works. So I plug uh-huh. that into my laptop. And of course, you know, it doesn't have quite the, the look that a professional microphone does, but it sounds better than no microphone at all. And then mm-hmm. I double check that I have told Zoom, yes, use this microphone for this meeting. So mm-hmm. it's a double checking of your image visually and also how you sound. And there's a little in, in Zoom, which is probably the most common software that people use for meetings. There's a tool that allows you to uh, click and make an aud- a short audio recording of yourself and listen to it back so that you can hear how you sound and make sure your equipment is working right. So selecting the, the microphone, A, using a microphone, B, selecting mm-hmm. a microphone, C, dialing in the microphone by the, using that testing tool so that you sound how you wish to be heard. Mm, yeah, that's, that's you. And, and I, 
I will admit I'm often lazy about using that. And, and as you mentioned, I'm like, yeah, isn't there a test your microphone? Oh, there is. When's the last time I actually tested my microphone? I don't know. Uh, but <laughs> I, I, that, that's a huge thing to actually do. Of course, you know, my settings, my things are set up in such a way that they don't tend to unset themselves. And there's only one microphone right. on this computer. So yes. it won't find the wrong. Although it does find the wrong. No, there are two microphones. I think about it. And it does sometimes grab the wrong one. Um, so that is a good point to, to yes. check that. Um, and, and I think also, as we were talking about before the call, to uh, create the the space and opportunity for people to give you that feedback. So yes. uh, if maybe if you're if you're in a meeting, the meeting hasn't started yet, to ask, you know, does my mic sound okay? Just to the room. Because sometimes there might be that person who's who sounds like they're, you know, transmitting from an alien spaceship and nobody wants to say anything because who wants to be the person to say to a coworker or a peer or their boss, like, Hey, your mic sounds like crap and I can't <laughs> listen to you. You'd, right. It's easier to just be like, la, 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 turn down the volume while they're talking, wait for it to be over. Um, but that does not make things better. But if your boss came in and said, Hey, uh, could someone check? Does my microphone sound okay? Do I sound okay to everyone? That gives you the space to be like, actually, you sound like you're coming from an alien spaceship. Um, let's debug that before we get started. Exactly. Asking. And it, when someone asks to have the confidence and courage, because it does take courage, it's a little bit of a risk when you give feedback to someone on their audio or their video. And this is something in my workshops that I have people practice by putting them, you know, I teach them a little bit, have them go to breakout rooms. They practice giving each other feedback in a very constructive and empowering way. Because very often it's these, geez, it's a little tweak. It's something that our eyes or ears don't pick up on because we're in our own space. We need someone else to use their eyes and ears to give us the feedback that really helps us shine within our frame, be the star of our frame, as I like to say. But in terms of having the courage to give this feedback, I often liken it to if I were a speaker on a stage, or, or Michael, if you were speaking on a stage and I saw that your zipper was down, I'm not going to let you get to the end of your presentation before I let you know that. I'm going to run up on stage, even though it looks really strange. I'm going to whisper something in your ear and pull you aside. You're going to go <laughs> backstage. You're going to fix your wardrobe wardrobe malfunction. You'll come back out. You'll make a joke of it. The audience will laugh. And now you're even more connected than mm -hmm. you were before mm -hmm. because you are all in this joke together. But that's what yeah. I think of. Like, I don't want to wait until you're done to say, hey, guess what? <laughs> Your zipper was down the whole time. And now you're embarrassed. And I, um, I feel like a heel in that case, yeah. because I, now, now you're embarrassed at, at my expense. I didn't do anything to help you. This is how I think about it on Zoom as well. Be the one who has the courage to say something. Mm, see, that's a great point. And, 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 yeah, and of course, with, with the, and this is also a good point in, in speaking, I think a lot of people who are newer speakers think they have to be perfect. Yes. And that anything that's imperfect is going to make the audience think less of them. Um, which right. is true if it's unacknowledged. If, you're, if your fly is down for your whole speech and you don't <laughs> notice it, your audience is going to think less of you because there's that awkwardness of like, does he know? Is it on purpose? Is he making a point? Is he going to reference it? I don't know. And whatever you're saying, just going 
over their head because they're so fixated on exactly. On, you know, why right. is that? Or, or why is his hair not combed or, or whatever it is. But if you call it out, if you got messy hair and you can't make it not, you know, what, for whatever reason, it was a windy day coming there and your hair's all over the place and you come out on stage um, and you make a joke about it, then it's, it's out of the way. And then they're like, okay, he knows, we know we can move on. But, and as you said, it gets you even closer. They're like, hi, I had a bad hair day once. Yeah, that was rough. So uh, yeah, it's, it's a very powerful to call out whatever is there. Uh, uh, Chris Voss has a, has a concept like that, the accusation audit um, at the beginning of the conversation. If you got to say something bad, you're like, I'm about to say something you're going to hate. It's going to piss you off. It's going to be really bad news. So they're ready for like the worst news. And then you give it to them. And it's not a shock. So same kind of thing. You call, <laughs> you call out what's there as negative and it, it takes some of the, the bite out of it. Yes, and also it falls into the category oftentimes of self-deprecating humor, mm -hmm. which is a huge connector at the beginning of a presentation because mm -hmm. you're you're saying, in essence, hey, I'm just like you. You know, I'm human too. Yep. I'm human too. Yeah, I might I, be I, on the stage, but, you know, we're together. Yeah. Yeah, I heard that line once of, uh, you know, a speaker came out and said, yeah, I wish you guys had seen me yesterday because my hair was on point yesterday. <laughs> so just pretend today I look like I did yesterday. It was oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah. Well, and as you know, because I, I wasn't aware that this was audio only, I, yeah. I, I did do my hair today. I did do my makeup today. I am and wearing bright red. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. And, and I, <laughs> but no one will appreciate it. I will just let everybody know that, that I look great today. Right, she, right, she right this moment. Yes, yes. <laughs> Just for you, yeah, Michael. You, you wish this was a video podcast as you I listen do. to this in your car. Um, but yeah, the, the audience like, ah, curses, audio podcast. Of course, they wouldn't be watching the video anyway because it's an audio podcast and they probably listen to their car while walking the dog. So it's just as well, but it's, it's this, is, this is part of that thing to be ready for anything though. And, and mm -hmm. this is not knowing, and it's fine that it's just audio, but knowing that it was a podcast, this is why I, I am using this fancier microphone, this rather expensive one that people always ask me about, but you know, it's, it's not about having the fanciest, most expensive microphone. It's about having a tool to, showcase your voice in the most delightful way. I'm a huge mm. Mary Poppins fan, by the way. Uh-huh. So in the most delightful way, show up in the most delightful way, be the star of your frame, which means as a, as a producer myself, I'm a video pro director, producer. I actually produced my first play that I wrote and directed at age eight at school, mm -hmm. at Mission San Jose Elementary School in Fremont, California. So I have been helping people shine on stage since a v from a very, very early age. I'm hugely, hugely passionate about this. And one thing as a video producer, you know, we call action and cut and use, use things like that. Um, before I call action on myself, these days we are our, our own video producer, anytime mm -hmm. and director and lighting person and gaffer <laughs> and everything else, audio engineer, you are each of us, we are all of these things. So if you think of this opportunity like a Hollywood film set, that you are all these roles, 
you would not allow one of your actors, you would not call action on an actor until they are absolutely ready for the cameras Mm -hmm. to roll. Because Mm -hmm. you have to confirm with your camera people. You have to confirm with your audio people. You have to confirm everything's in place. You have to look at your actor. Are they standing in the right place? Is the lighting right? Is the audio right? Do you have all these checks? And then and only then do you call action. So what what I think of this for myself, before I join a Zoom call, I will always have my camera off. I will join the call and somebody will see my picture there. And, and that again, that's a little stage two. Have a great image of yourself that shows up on your behalf before you do in real time. So what I do is I keep everything off. I go to my camera setting. I open that little box. I take a look at myself. I study my frame. Is my lighting right? Is my this? I might you know make little tweaks and adjustments. Then I go to the audio setting. I look at that. Are my settings right? Do I sound right? Am I using the right input, output, et cetera? Then mm-hmm. and only then do I click, click, ta-da, call action on myself and show up in real time. And, and I think it confuses people a little bit because they'll say, Rebecca, 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 are you, I see you, but you're not, you're not on here. Right. And that is absolutely on purpose. Mm-hmm. So that is part of my seven tip shine sheet is to um, get everything in place, but then do that testing before you call action on yourself. That is actually step seven in the shine. Sheet. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I, I love that concept. And I, I've, I, I've never had a serious embarrassment because I never put anything too bad in my background, but I have a green screen. And um, sometimes during the course of a call, I'll, you know, I'll start my professional background that has my title and email address and whatnot. And then during the course of it, I'll switch to, you know, something, little goofy or fun, or I've been playing Dungeons and Dragons on Zoom, and I'll have my paladin image in the background. Um, so it's definitely happened first call Monday morning. They'll get on there, be like, "Oh, wait, wait wrong background." Um, so, which you know, it's a usually one on one calls, and and it's just something we can chat about. But but yeah, if you're going into a, a bigger setting or you're going to be speaking on Zoom, definitely good. Um, and I'm not sure a lot of people realize when you're waiting to get in, you can click the test mic and camera and right. that takes you to the whole zoom setting screen yes uh, so all the zoom settings can be checked yes. if you click there you don't have to wait till you get in if you're That's in the waiting right. room you can check it right then that is the tip of the day to test click that test settings take a look at yourself make sure your background, audio <laughs> is dialed in yes yeah, so you have the right background maybe not the dungeons and dragons i've never played that game before but i understand it's highly addictive is that true it, it is pretty fun. It's pretty is fun. It? Yeah. How many years have you been playing this? Uh, well, so I, I stopped playing for about 10 years. Um, I used to own a game store. I was really big into to gaming for years. And I stopped playing about 10 years because where I live, there's no one near me that I could get into a game with. And when the pandemic hit, I said, wait a minute. If I can network on Zoom, I bet I could play D&D on Zoom. <laughs> uh, and so we started with a group back in, I think, April of 2020. We've been playing ever since. Um, every Friday night. So it's been a really, you know, it, another one of the the boons of the, the the modern era every friday uh, night this is what you're doing yeah. yep yep socializing hanging out but not having to drive there which is always wonderful always cool. wonderful yeah yes. so, so you said that was the that was the seventh tactic yes um, seventh tactic I, I bet that means there's six others there are six others yes and basically if you think about a hollywood film set and all the people that you need to be <laughs> mm-hmm. camera 
lighting, audio, uh, um, framing, all these adjustments that one needs to dial in, those are all part of the seven. And then the, these, actually there's um, your internet, of course, is one of those, right? To, mm -hmm. to um, turn things off. Like before I came on this call, I stopped my Dropbox. I closed a bunch of applications. I made sure I was pulling my signal from Ethernet versus Wi-Fi, you know, all of those things. So that's one of the steps as well. So it basically sets you up. I have a little card when people come to one of my workshops, they get a little card where they can tick off the boxes. Mm. I used to use it myself until I trained myself. You know, it takes a while to train yourself yep. to get into the habit of always being, you know, to, to dialing in to be the star of your frame each and every time. And, and how I trained myself initially or actually felt the pain of not training myself was the very first the very first webinar I offered, which was right after the pandemic started. I you know I've taught classes in person for years to help small business owners and marketing professionals produce their own sensational video. Like you don't have to hire someone each and every time. Maybe you do for that star video on your homepage, mm -hmm. but for these, these smaller products that you can push out on social media and in your email marketing, and maybe it's an explainer video, maybe it's a training video, maybe it's a marketing video, you know, you can learn these skills to do them yourself. So we used to have these in-person mm -hmm. classes. As soon as the pandemic started, I See, seeing 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 the the green screams as I call them, you know, people with their heads <laughs> fading in and out and their hands fading in and out and the horrible audio, all of this. I thought I have a job to do. I want to be like you know super dog or whatever. I used to be a dog trainer, um, <laughs> and and come to the rescue of of these people by giving them in this information in a very funny way. And so what I what I did was I pr I produced a webinar. This was in April of 2020. 65 people showed up and I had this thing. I mean, it was lots of funny stuff because I'm making fun of myself. I'm putting myself uh, visually in these situations where half of my face is dark, half of it's white, where I look like the Joker, um, <laughs> where framing, you know, you only see my eyes and my nose because... The, the camera's too high or, or the camera's too low. Now you're seeing underneath my chin and everything I don't mm -hmm. want you to see, you know, so I'm doing all of these things and I'm, I'm, I'm ready to shine. And um, I had been in my office here uh, uh, rehearsing and I took a little break. I turned off my, my audio device. And when the webinar started, I started with a song, which was, Good morning, good morning. It's great to stay up late. Good morning, good morning to you, which is from Singing in the Rain if you're a musical person. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm doing this without my glasses on because I didn't have, you know, all the optometrists were closed down. I couldn't get anti-reflective lenses yet. I can't uh -huh. really see the details on my computer, but I can see that the chat is absolutely blowing up. And when I grabbed my glasses, put them on, leaned forward to my laptop to see what people were writing, it was, 
we can't hear you. <laughs> so I figured it out what was going on. I had forgotten to turn on um, my receiver, got it dialed in. And then I said, this is like the, zip this is like the zipper story that we just mm -hmm. talked about. I said, great demonstration right there. What, yeah, what you would have heard if I had this, my audio dialed in was good morning, good morning. And so I started again and I used that as an example of mm -hmm. what we need to do before we dial in. And yes, we all make mistakes. So, Hey, don't beat yourself up. Just, just have fun with it and connect yep. with your audience. Now, after that, after that webinar, I got calls from friends and they said, that was brilliant what you did, how you, they thought I did that on purpose. How, <laughs> yep, you, yep. how you taught us to dial in the audio. That was brilliant. I said, that was an absolute accident. That was not intended, but I'm glad that you thought I was brilliant enough to do that strategically. That's wow. What a compliment. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sometimes, uh, sometimes the best ideas occur by accident. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that's you know great demonstration. I'm, I, I, I the, the, the first uh, speech I did with Toastmasters, you know, live from a stage to a modest audience. I got up and lip synced silently, and for a couple seconds, that said, "Oh, sorry, forgot to take off mute." From <laughs> <laughs> a live stage, because you know, if you can't make the Zoom joke, Zoom joke your first time back on stage, that's it, very it, funny. It was either that or show up in my boxers, so I figured I'd go with the mute joke. <laughs> That is very funny. I love that. See, I don't know if I would have the courage to do what I did. I mean, I, I, I would try that in person. That's very funny. But like to have 65 people waiting for you in a webinar and do that on purpose. Um, it, it is gutsy to keep them waiting for it a takes minute. some courage. Not responding. Um, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I yeah, like yeah, it. If you go too long, they start logging off. But you go right. just the right amount of time. You could definitely yes. make that work. That work yes. Like so speaking 15. of time, we are coming to the end of our time. Um, but if people want to get in touch with you, if they're hearing this and be like, oh, I need help with all this stuff and want to meet Rebecca, how would they do that? Well, my website, Rebecca, R-E-B-E-C-C-A-P, P as in Pierce, Murray, RebeccaPMurray.com. And if you'd like that shine sheet that I mentioned, which is a beautiful document, a PDF that can be downloaded, you go to RebeccaPMurray.com forward slash M-Y-V-I, which stands for Master Your Virtual Image. Nice. Well, that definitely sounds like a very valuable tool that many people should get. So it's RebeccaPMurray.com slash M-Y-V-I for Master Your Virtual Image. Uh, and then can people contact you through the website as well? Yes, definitely. Excellent. Because mm -hmm. as I always mention, this is this podcast is kind of like an asynchronous networking event. You can meet Rebecca without being in the same room or even the same Zoom call and say, I'd like to meet that person. So that's what we're here for. So if you think that she could benefit you or someone uh, you know could benefit from knowing her or you might be able to collaborate with her or whatever, go to RebeccaPMurray.com. And you can get that uh, seven tactics sheet, which sounds like a great tool and get in touch with Rebecca. So any final words before we, we let you go? 
Well, I would just say, you know, think of think of every time you have a captive audience as your own stage. And whether that's in a video that you produce that's on your website, whether you're in a meeting, on a podcast, an outgoing voicemail, take advantage of every stage that you're on to shine and engage in the most confident way. Just to put some to put some thought in into that because as we know, life is a stage. I love it. That was a good final thought. And definitely, especially now in the Zoom world, there's a lot of stages to be on. So thank you for being on mine. And uh, it's been fun. It has been. Thank you so much for inviting me. This has been the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast with your host, Michael Whitehouse. This great theme song is by Patrick Howard. If you found this valuable, please subscribe, leave a review, and share this podcast. Find the full archive of all episodes at guywhoknowsaguy.com slash podcast. Check out my other podcast, Morning Motivation. It's a daily podcast of two to five minutes with a powerful hit of motivation and inspiration to get your day started. Morningmotivation.fun or search for Morning Motivation wherever you listen to podcasts. Join the community online in the Morning Motivation Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Morning Motivation Podcast. JV Connect is coming up quick, December 12th and 13th. If you are looking for a networking event where you can meet people who aren't looking to just pitch you or take, but actually want to collaborate, build strategic partnerships, joint ventures, maybe even find some mentors, some coaches, people to support you, accountability partners, who knows? If you're looking for good people, in an environment that's not stressful, but is set up to give you a lot of great connections in an efficient amount of time, check out JV Connect, jv-connect.com. That's jv-connect.com, December 12th and 13th, 2023. We'll see you there.